Hi, this is Jeanette Creamore, or you may know me as JC. Welcome to Laugh, Learn, Lead, a podcast show that helps project sponsors, project managers and their teams shape their project success stories. I'll be sharing interviews that bring a different perspective to what project success looks and feels like, as well as unpacking our conversations to provide insights and practical tips. Stay tuned and enjoy. Hi, listeners. Last episode, I caught up with Dana Ash, who is passionate about the transformation potential of technology and its ability to positively change people's lives. If you haven't yet heard episode three, Love of New Things, you may want to listen to our chat about project management roles, complexity of transformation, and has anything really changed in our project world? I've been fortunate to work for and with Dana on three separate occasions in IT logistics and project delivery. She was my mentor during our time in Queensland Government, and I respect as well as learn from her insights. Today, I want to unpack one thing that we talked about, and that is, has project management changed in our 20 years of experience? We both agree that what we do as project managers hasn't changed. We're still responsible for planning the change, preparing and monitoring the budgets, identifying and organizing resources to get the job done, preparing and tracking the schedules against timelines, reporting progress to committees and boards, facilitating workshops and following up actions from risks and issue registers. So our practice as a project manager hasn't really changed. And that's what we believe. What's changed for you, if anything? Dana and I both believe how we go about our project management role or our leadership has definitely changed. And so for the next 10, 15 minutes, I just want to talk about the things that have changed for us. And hopefully this resonates with you. So when we talk about how we go about project management, we definitely don't talk about what our role responsibility is as our project management profession or practice. Over the 20 years, I can remember we only had one or two methodologies that we could choose from. We had PMBOK or Waterfall. But now, as we know, there is so many buzzwords around, and I talked a little bit about that in episode two, SAFE, Agile, Scrum, Kanban, I mean, just to name a few. But our organizations don't adopt just one methodology. They need to ensure that the methodology that they're rolling out in their organization is fit for purpose to their culture and also their change agenda. So as a project manager, what we have to do differently is actually learn different methodologies. Some of us have chosen to actually specialize in a methodology. And so you'll see in LinkedIn and in ads for project management roles, things like Scrum Master must must have agile experience. And whilst project managers have had to learn new methodologies, you imagine how frustrating and complex it is for our project management office. The group of people that support us as project managers to ensure that we've got the right templates, the right controls, the right tools in place to help us deliver. So the adoption of different methodologies has definitely impacted how we go about project management. The second thing I want to talk about is the engagement model. So traditionally, when I started my career, IT department led the change because IT was trying to use technology to make it easier for the business to transact with its customers. But the shift in the engagement model from IT to business has led for a better conversations. It's provided 
better identification of stakeholders and who's involved. Our vendors are now part of the planning. They're not on the outside of the agenda. Most organisations that I work with, I encourage them to involve their vendors in the planning. So for me, how we go about the change model has definitely shifted since I started and no doubt you in your career, you've identified some things that have worked. And when a change is led by the business, it seems to uh, work. In saying that though, there is some IT-led projects and they must happen. And they're the IT-led projects that are foundation for the business change to happen. So IT will have their own budgets and IT will have their own project portfolio to ensure that they're trying to stay ahead of the business change agenda. Another thing on how we go about project management is our resource model. I can remember taking on a project probably in the late 90s, early 2000s. I know it was early 2000s. And I walked on the floor. Um, the project had been in flight for about two months and there were 60 people in front of me. And I went, oh, okay, is this my team? Great. So traditionally, we had to have everyone face-to-face. So our resource model is we would recruit people full-time and that they had to have a role. And although that role might not have been busy for the whole project timeline, we filled that role and, of course, that had a budget impact. But now when we go about resource management, it's quite different. We have virtual teams. We have a blend of contractors and permanent staff. We have many, many, many vendors that provide expertise and capabilities to the project that our staff don't have. And so that resource model, that matrix style of having resources part-time from our operational teams um, or full-time has definitely changed. And I think we're still struggling with that. Resource management, I find, is still an area of learning and the way that we ask for resources and the way that we're assigned resources in projects still has a great opportunity to improve. And and I do have an article on that about the magic six and how resource management can be more effective. Another thing that's changed about how we go about project management is definitely the approach. And it's kind of linked back to the methodologies. But I'll talk about the organization's approach to designing and implementing their strategies. So traditionally, we would have a list of projects ranked one to 50, let's just say, and they'd each be given an allocation of a budget and sent off on their merry way and hopefully somehow, fingers crossed, it'd all line up and things would work. But with the complexity of expectation of our customers and our clients, demanding now more self-service and more seamless transactions, the word transformation has become part of our vocabulary. And if I throw in the word digital in front of it, the digital transformation happens over a long period of time, but with the expectation of smaller steps along the way. So delivering value in increments that the customer and the user can absorb. And yet we still have digital transformations that aren't really addressing the strategy. So although we've gone from 
small a list of projects to that program portfolio enterprise-wide approach of digital transformation, I'm still finding that we have organizations and executives. And, and even when I listen in on some project board meetings as an advisor, the conversations are still quite immediate and they've lost the sense of transformation happens over a long period of time. And so their project focus has to be small and it can't be distracted by the the newest shiny thing. They really need to get a handle on what are the real issues and risks are now. And how we go about recruiting our project managers. For me, I've always maintained my network because I've never been able to deliver my projects alone. It's just impossible. So for me, I always reach out to those that can talk to me about, talk, help me step through my ideas, people that will kick my butt if I'm actually distracted, people that experts in a certain field, I'll reach out and ask them how would they go about it. So for me, I've always maintained my network. I truly believe that how we go about getting our project managers now into roles is by word of mouth, is by referral. Yes, there is still that here's a role and we ask our recruitment agencies to go and find the right person for that role. Absolutely. But I'm seeing a different, I'm definitely seeing a shift in the opportunities being now more targeted to a network. So if you know someone, um, you're more inclined to say, oh, go and ask Johnny, um, go and ask Samantha because they've done that type of project before. Or Angela's looking for the next opportunity. How about you give her a go? And that shift from traditional advertiser vacancy to now being tapped on the shoulder and, and being asked to apply has definitely had a pendulum shift. So the way that we go about recruiting our project management talent and developing our project management capabilities with our staff is definitely changing. So what are you seeing that we're doing differently on how we go about project management? Or project delivery might be another term that you use. If you've got any ideas or some comments, drop them down, get in contact with me, and I'd love to follow up and talk to you more about what's changing in your project world and how we can go about supporting one another. For me, what we do as project managers hasn't changed and I don't think it's changed in hundreds of years. We're still responsible for the planning, controlling and reporting of our delivery. But what has changed is how we go about it. So a few tips to just take a step back and see if you're still on track. So when was the last time you or your project team or your governance board visited the project's purpose? It's why. Well, some people will have a very detailed business case about return on investment, the benefits you're going to realize. So when was the last time you checked that? Are you sure that your project is still on track? Is it still got its original purpose? Or do you have to get everyone together to address the gap? The next one is your change impact assessment. Sometimes when we start a project out, we feel that the change impact is going to be X. And through our discovery phase or through our solution design phase, we identify that the change impacts are going to be totally different. And yet our change impact statement might have been written um, as part of the business case. So is your project confident that it's got the right change impact assessment done? And does it need to be modified now to be closer to the mark of who's being impacted, what the impact is, and how you're going to go about helping and supporting them understand how to do something new and different? If you're in a situation and 
you've got a gut feel that something's just not right or there's some alarm bells going off, don't ignore it. Really get your team together and, and have a brainstorming session and ask one another, honestly, is there anything in our way? Are we doing the right thing? What messaging do I need to take to the governance meeting to get everyone on the same page? So they're just three tips that I want to leave with you and hopefully they make sense or actually get you thinking about something else that you might need to look at on how you go about delivering your project and what's changed since you started your career. And are you still applying those old techniques or have you got new things in your kit bag that you can help shape and teach your team what project success looks like? I want to leave us with my highlight quote from my conversation with Dana. And for me, it was gold. And I will, in a future episode, dig deeper into this. But my takeaway quote is, we need finance and business case agility to match our technology agility. Does that resonate with you? Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a few ideas to take action. I would love for you to rate and review the show. I too need feedback to learn. Cheers for now. Remember, a day without laughter is a day wasted.